Welcome to Peanut Butter People, the podcast for those of us holding the sandwich of life together. And now your host, Genevieve. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Peanut Butter People, the podcast designed for those of us who are trying to hold it all together. So how was this last week for everyone? Was it a good week? Or was it a not so good week? Were we just glad to sort of get through the week and make it until Friday? That happens, doesn't it? Happens to all of us. Sometimes the victory is not that we actually accomplished all of our goals in a week or got everything done. Sometimes the victory is that we actually made it to the end of the week. And we can look forward to a new week starting on Sunday. So if that's the case, if this was one of those weeks for you where you just sort of felt like, I got to get there, I got to make it until Friday, and you found yourself just doing that one hour at a time through Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and finally Friday, Don't despair. That's the win. That is a victory. Actually getting through and making it to the end of the week. So don't sell yourself short. Give yourself credit for actually getting that victory of making it through. Again, we all have times like that, whether it's a day, whether it's a week, whether it's a month. We all have times when just making it is the victory. And that's okay. So today, we're going to talk a little bit about pruning. So spring is upon us, almost, um, at least here in Ohio, spring is coming. We can see earth. We can smell fresh dirt when the rain starts coming down. We see little sprouts coming up out of the ground, daffodils, hyacinths, things that give us hope. Um, that we're going into warmer weather, that it's not going to be as cold, that things are actually going to be blooming and blossoming, and that we're going to get to see beautiful colors and flowers, and there are going to be leaves on our trees once again. I tell you, living in Ohio, Ohio is a beautiful state, has four beautiful seasons, but it gets to be about this time, and we all get a little itchy. Um, to just be able to see those blooms coming up, see a little more blue sky, see some green grass, and feel some more sun coming down upon us. So in talking about pruning, I have to say the very word usually feel, fills my heart with terror. I hate, or up until now, have hated the idea of pruning. Pruning scares me. And I'll tell you why. When I was a little girl growing up, my grandmother had some beautiful pink roses that grew up over an arbor and down the other side. She also had some wonderful fruit trees, some lilac bushes that were quite tall, um, probably over eight, nine feet tall, and some lovely plants and flowers scattered throughout her yard. And every summer when I was a little girl and I would be over there, From time to time, I would watch as my grandfather, in his bare feet and his shorts, 
would get a pair of those old-fashioned clippers. You know the ones I mean? They have like a blade that's about a foot and a half long, and they just look deadly. Um, They're sharp. um, They go in and out. They make that sharp sound. And he would go out and he would, quote, prune. Unfortunately, my grandfather's definition of pruning kind of meant just hacking everything down. So no matter what he went after with those clippers, whether it was the roses, the fruit trees, the lilac bushes, whatever he could find, once he was done with it, the beautiful bush, the lovely rose arbor ended up being, well, kind of a tiny little sprig sticking up out of the ground. Let me tell you, this did not please my grandmother, nor did it please any of us, actually. Um, I don't know if that was somehow part of a therapy for him, getting out there, getting outside in the fresh air and just hacking everything down, getting out some frustration. Um, But those memories kind of stuck with me. Uh, So when we moved into our current home a few years ago, and the first summer came round, And my husband, who is an excellent gardener, let me say, came outside in the summer in his shorts, not in bare feet, but with a pair of clippers, I was terrified. I went racing out the patio door. Wait, what are we doing? What are we cutting? Why are we cutting it down? Do we have to cut anything down? And he was very loving and very patient. And he explained why pruning was important. I still wasn't sold. I was so nervous. All I pictured were little stubs of things left over sticking up out of the ground. So very sweetly, he put the clippers away, didn't prune a thing that year. And yes, we had flowers. We had plants. They did fairly well. Um, Looked a little scraggly here and there, Um, but nothing horrendous happened. They just didn't look as nice as they would have looked had I been a little more cooperative and been agreeable to having him prune. So the next summer, when it came time to prune, he came out with his little clippers and I went out, what are we pruning? What are we doing? What are we cutting? And so again, very sweetly, very gently, he explained to me the purposes of pruning as only a true gardener can. And when I say he's a true gardener, he is excellent. He is patient. He knows what to do. He tests the soil. He analyzes which plants would work best in which locations in the yard. He knows how to amend the soil. So if something needs to change with the soil, he knows what to do to make that happen so the plant can grow and be its fullest and best. Um, He's willing to wait for results, which I unfortunately usually am not because I am not the most patient person. So he is a wonderful gardener. So he started explaining to me about pruning and the pruning process. And he was telling me that when you prune, you can control the shape of the plant or the flower. It helps balance the plant better so it's healthier so more nutrients can get into the plant. You'll end up getting more blossoms, more blooms, and it will eliminate anything that's detrimental to the overall health and well-being of the plant or tree. 
or flower, whatever it may be. And that sometimes, at first, even with real pruning, like a real gardener does, visually, it won't look as attractive at first. Sometimes when you first prune to get the dead off of the plant or flower, to shape the plant appropriately so it has the best balance and can be the healthiest, sometimes it can actually look a little worse at first. And it's not until the sunshine comes, the rain comes, more time passes, and then you do start to notice that the shrub or flower is growing healthier. It's growing stronger. It's blossoming more. It's being more productive. You're getting more out of it. So you also have to have patience with pruning. You not only have to have patience, but you have to know what to prune and when to prune. If you prune at the wrong time, you're not going to get good results. You aren't going to get the flowers or the fruit. So timing is very important. You also have to know what to prune. Some things require pruning. Some things don't require pruning. You don't just randomly take your clippers out there and just start pruning everything. You have to have some insight and some discernment into knowing what to prune and then when the most appropriate time to prune is. Sometimes pruning doesn't always make a lot of sense when you think about it. So for example, in our yard, front and back, we have a couple of different types of hydrangeas. One is a hydrangea tree that actually has a small um, trunk like a tree and then the flowers come off of big stalks and when it blooms it's just gorgeous. But with a hydrangea tree, so I'm told, when you prune that, you prune it late in the fall and you prune it all the way back because the new growth will then spring up in the spring and summer. However, the hydrangea bushes that we have in the back along the fence and also in the front are a little bit different. So in the fall, you actually are not supposed to prune your hydrangeas and chop off all of the old stalks. Why? Because it looks nice and tidy, doesn't it? When you just kind of cut everything down and think you're tucking it in for the fall and the winter. Well, it might look tidy, but in reality, with those types of bushy hydrangeas, actually the new growth in the spring grows on those old stalks. So if you cut those down and take them away, new growth is going to be limited. So you're supposed to leave those old stalks there. And then in the spring, you can cut back to where you see those new buds that are just forming on those old stalks. So it's important to know what you're dealing with and what you're doing. You also have to know which tools to use for pruning. Do you need something sharp? Or can you just gently use your hands? Depending on what you're pruning and what your desired result is. The other benefit of pruning is that 
anything that you get off of those plants, the pruning waste, so to speak, you can recycle. It's not like it isn't good for anything. You can use it for mulch and compost, and you get to recycle and reuse even what got pruned off. So how does this little gardening lesson about pruning speak to us as peanut butter people in our day-to-day lives? Sometimes we forget that there are things in our life that sometimes need to be pruned. When was the last time you took a good, honest assessment of your life, of your work, of your relationships, of your own self, and realized maybe this needs a a little loving care, a little pruning. Things could be better. It's not necessarily that you're not getting results from your relationships or from your work, You may be getting results, even without pruning, but maybe those results are second best. Maybe they're a little scraggly, so to speak, much like my rose bushes were the first year when I would not allow my husband to touch them with the clippers. They were still rose bushes. They still had some roses. They were still pretty, but they weren't the best. They weren't the most productive. They didn't flourish as well as they could have had I allowed him to actually prune what needed to be taken off. It's not a bad thing. It's not a selfish thing to assess and look around in our lives, our relationships, our work, and say, this needs to be taken off. This needs to be pruned so that new growth can come. And yes, just like with gardening and pruning there, we have to know the right method to use to prune, whether it's our relationships or our work or ourselves. We have to know the right time to prune. You know, we can't just be like my grandfather with his clippers out there in his bare feet hacking down everything because, oh, well, we're supposed to prune. We're going to take everything right down to the ground. That is not a good goal to have. There's no wisdom in that type of pruning. But honest pruning, healthy pruning, pruning to maintain shape and balance with your overall mental and emotional wellness and wholeness means assessing relationships and being willing to say, is this relationship adding to my new growth? Do I feel like I'm being nourished in this relationship? And then answer that honestly. And answer that honestly, whether it is a relationship with a family member, with a coworker, or with a friend. Same thing with our job. Same thing with our own personal needs, our own personal care, our own personal thought patterns and lives. Is there something that needs some pruning? Again, gentle pruning to maintain the overall health, balance, and well-being of our own self. You know, sometimes gentle pruning will just 
fit the bill and do all the work and you won't have to do anything else. Sometimes some pruning requires a little bit more. You know, my husband has some beautiful dahlias in the garden. And one of the things that he has to do to successfully prune the dahlias is actually cut off the main single stem. And that may seem drastic. And the first time that he did it, again, my tummy got a little clenched because you know how I feel about pruning. And I thought, oh no, he cut off the main stem. That's the main source of life for the dahlia. What's going to happen? And what I saw and what I learned was when you cut off that main single stem with a dahlia, it will eliminate future flowers on that particular stem. However, ultimately, after a little time has passed, you end up getting about five times more flowers off the shoots that come off of that main stem. So it may have looked like you eliminated something major, something large, something big, but it actually led to far more growth, far more blossoming and production and health of the plant. So sometimes when we are pruning in our life, our work, ourselves, sometimes it will be gentle pruning. Sometimes it will actually seem like we need to cut off a main stem, so to speak, so that ultimately we can be more abundant in our overall health and balance and growth. And remember, just like when we prune, nothing goes to waste. We do take all of those leftovers, so to speak, from pruning. We put them in the compost pile. We recycle them. They turn into mulch to feed and nourish more plants. That's the same thing that happens when we need to prune in our own lives. We can recycle everything that we've pruned, everything that we've learned from a relationship, from ourselves, from a job situation. We can recycle it and use it to nourish our future growth, our future balance, and our future well-being. So as spring comes and you're out in the yard, hopefully getting some fresh air and sunshine, and maybe you're doing a little productive real gardening, pruning. Take a thought now and then to your own life and your own self. And consider if there's any gentle pruning that may need to be done to further your own well-being and your own balance. Until next time, remember to keep some gentleness in your journey.